Welcome to the She Leads with Light podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Ashley, also known as the Energy Queen. Welcome freaking home, light leaders, way showers, quantum shifters, visionaries, global leaders. Together, we've got this. Together, we're raising the frequency. Together, we're remembering who we are on this journey. And I'm going to be interviewing some amazing global leaders, and we're going to spit some activations, and we're going to help you fully unleash your soul. You're also going to get some energy work from me. We're going to do some energy hacking. We're going to do some mindset work. We're going to we're going to bridge the gap in manifestation to where you are, to where you want to be. This is going to be the most amazing podcast out there. And I'm so freaking stoked and excited to get rocking and get rolling. And let's get to it. Welcome back to the She Leads with Light podcast. I'm so excited to have Amber here. We're going to rock and roll, get into it. So Amber, why don't you tell the world who you are? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm super excited to be with you today. Um, So I am Amber Romaniak, and I am an emotionally eating, digestive, and hormone expert, and I really help support women all over the world to overcome the self-sabotaging behaviors they have with food their body by addressing the negative self-talk, the ego, all the limiting beliefs and conditioning we've inherited through our entire lives. And it helps women wake back up to their soul, their intuition, their gifts that they came here to explore and empower and embody. And then on the journey, um, you know, as they rediscover these parts of themselves and take their power back, then there's physical healing to do. So we work on balancing, you know, gut issues and hormones and help the woman to feel safe enough in her body so that if there's, um, excess protection, she can shed that without restriction and, and diets and more punishments. So it's really a, spiritual, energetic, physical, mental, and emotional experience that these women are going through, um, as they come to do this deeper healing. So that's what I do. I love that. I literally just got an image of you, like channeling their body <laughs> where you're like, Oh, hi, what are you doing here? Oh, like, 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 I know exactly what to do. So that's really cool. It's like, you're, you've got that intuitive gift that you bring to the world as well with with doing all of that. I don't know, even know if you've tapped into that. Thank you. That was cool to see. So <laughs> let's talk about um, some of the things. So as people are going through their journey, you really help them with like the triggers of, oh my gosh, like when I'm craving a thing, you're, you're like, you can feel that. I know that Mm -hmm. I could definitely go through a whole pack of Oreos if I am very emotional or like whatever the case may be, fully raising my hand there. But like, you know it, like, I feel like when we are and the people that are drawn to our work in this world um, that really want to play, play in this, they like already know the thing. Mm-hmm. They might not have been open to it or willing or ready to open up that door. But I notice anytime I'm like a craving a thing, like I know right before it happens or I know mm-hmm. the moment before. Um, I have a question around hormones, actually. Yeah. So let's say someone gets their blood tested, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all those levels. And it seems to be normal in the normal range but yet they know intuitively that something's still off here. What have you seen Mm -hmm. with that? Yeah. So a couple of things, first thing might trigger people a little bit, but 
I'm, I'm all about the honest truth. So the normal range is too big. So oftentimes women will get their hormones tested and the doctor or whoever they're seeing like, Oh, everything looks great. It's in the normal range. But the problem is, is that you can have a lot of symptoms in the normal range because it's too big and they keep making it bigger every year, which is really unfortunate and frustrating. So that's why it's so important for you to trust that if I'm having symptoms, it's not normal, even, even if it's in the normal range, because I'm having symptoms and it's not in my head, my intuition, my body are very intelligent. They wouldn't lie to me. And symptoms are our body's way of speaking to us to get our attention, to dig and explore what's going on. So I find the sweet spot for actual quote unquote normal is a lot smaller than what the range is giving. And so I, I look at and read results differently with my clients than a lot of other people do, because I see that and I'm able to help support, um, shifting and helping the woman release those symptoms by having a smaller read and really looking at them. The other thing is, is truly, truly, truly I've in my eight and a half years, I've never had a woman, you know, about 1100 women have normal blood work the first time it comes back. But truly, if you went and got it done and it was in that sweet spot range, then I would suggest saliva testing or another form of testing aside from blood as well. Um, because things can be good in, in blood. Like I had my estrogen test and my blood work looked great for estrogen, but the saliva test, it was 10 times too high. And so that identified the imbalance. So there's an example, one example of many of, if you're like, "Mm, something doesn't seem right. You get a second opinion or whomever you're working with, they champion you and you do all the testing and all the different things until you find the answer. Cause there's a reason you're having the symptoms. So what are some of the symptoms of someone that is like, oh yeah, of course my hormones are out of whack. Like, what do you find is the normal, um, like the people that come to you um, around that? Yeah. So there's kind of a trifecta of imbalances that I see, and some of them can have some of the same symptoms. So that's where the testing is always great because we can like dissect and put, okay, this is definitely because of this and so forth. But I find some of the most common signs you have hormone imbalances are extreme fatigue and low energy all day, or especially pronounced afternoon energy lulls. Um, if your energy is just low in the morning, but then the rest of the day, it's really good. That means your thyroid might be off, but if you're fatigued all day and having an afternoon lull, that's definitely high cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Um, weight gain troubles, losing weight. That's like high cortisol underactive thyroid, which means the the thyroid is sluggish metabolism and thyroid are very connected. So that's why that happens or estrogen dominance, um, brain fog, low sex drive. Those are kind of like a array of all the things I've just mentioned for hormones. Um, and then if you're like skipping your cycle or you're having troubles getting pregnant, you're miscarrying, those are signs of low progesterone. Um, if you are having a lot of cravings for sugar and carbs and salt, and you feel like your appetites either through the roof or that you rarely ever feel hungry, those are signs of hormone imbalances as well. And more sensitive digestion, um, the more sensitive your digestion, that means usually the, the more stress and overwhelm your body are feeling, which is tied to high cortisol. So those are some, there's a lot of symptoms, but those are some of the many. Mm-hmm. I want to hear some success stories of people like, like just kind of, you know, pick through your, your file <laughs> full of them, of just like someone that came to you and really over overcame this just to show people like, like you can absolutely do this. Oh yes. The body's always trying to heal. It's just that we get in the way or we've been programmed subconsciously that it's your age or you can't heal. And that's all BS. So I had one client who came to me and she literally was having one bowel movement a week. That's oh not God. good. 
you, sh- you should be going daily. And she was so bloated and so uncomfortable. We actually discovered her thyroid was sluggish. And so that's another sign of underactive thyroid is constipation. And so once we discovered that we started naturally supporting her with different supplements and nutrition and working on her other hormones. And then she got to daily within a, about a month. So absolutely amazing to see. I had another client who was struggling with emotional eating for about 40 years and was just like completely exhausted and depleted and had gained about 40 pounds and was never able to lose it. So through her identifying her emotional eating triggers and finally healing her relationship with food and learning how to love and nurture and be kind to her body. um, Plus of course, nutrition and supplements and self-care and doing her inner emotional work um, Mm -hmm. without having to restrict or do exercise she didn't want to do the weight just fell off and the energy levels, um, you know, balanced it. And she was in her sixties at the time when we were working together. So it just goes to show you age has nothing to do with your healing. So mm-hmm. stop believing it when someone tells you, oh, you're going to have to just deal with this because it's your age, because that is a false construct. And that is a negative belief. Don't accept it. And to any doctors who are listening, please stop telling your patients <laughs> that it's because of their age, because you're literally limiting their ability to heal. And that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. And then, oh man, there's just, there's so many stories of like women fully healing, like binging, binging and purging, like unhealthy relationships with food that they've had for years or decades. My oldest client was 75 when we worked together and she healed her relationship with food and learned how to love herself. Mm -hmm. So just like the gifts that happen when you are willing to going on a deep healing journey. Yes, there's going to be fear and different emotions, but if you're just open and you take the first step, like you will not regret doing it. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into this work? Yeah. So I went through a very intensive food addiction, um, binge eating body image issues myself. I was, you know, bullied at a young age at five, um, you know, for my looks and my weight. And it really, I took that on as my identity, um, and didn't know anything about health and well-being or spirituality or anything growing up. And so in my early twenties, I, wanted to finally lose the weight and look perfect. And so I started heavily restricting and exercising two hours a day, six days a week. And I lost the weight really fast, Mm -hmm. but then I was like loathing myself even more and picking my body apart even more. And just obviously very disconnected. And then one day I binged like, and not just, you know, half of a chocolate bar, like I ate a chocolate bar and I had like half of an ice cream cake. And then I was like, at a barbecue and I was like taking the cookies and stealing them and going into the bathroom, talking about the Oreos. I took the bag of Oreos and I ate them in the bathroom. And then everyone's like, where's the Oreos? And I'm like in shame and embarrassment, just like, I'm going to leave now. Um, and that was my first like memorable binge. And then it just turned into this 60 pound weight gain, like complete loss of control with food for a couple of years where I just went into such deep self-sabotage and, when I had my low point, which is where I would throw the food in the garbage to turn myself off from not eating it. And that night I dug through the garbage and ate more of the food. It's like, I needed that to happen because I was in this comfort zone. Like, even though I was suffering, I was afraid of who I would be. If I stopped using food as a coping mechanism, I didn't know who I would be if I didn't have food or like the scale and diets to keep me in the cycle. Um, and I was afraid of the unfamiliar road ahead of me, if I were to try and deal with these things. And it was overwhelming to even try and figure out where to start. So all of this fear of the unknown and fear of change kept me stuck in this zone of suffering 
um, and familiarity. But then that experience was like, I cannot live like this. I don't know if I'm going to live a lot longer if I keep being this destructive with my body. And I don't feel like this is what my life is meant to be, you know? So that all motivated me to really start learning about what I was doing, the behavior I was in with binge eating and food addiction, where I'm like constantly obsessing about food. I'm obsessing about the next diet and the next binge all at the same time. I'm obsessing about my weight. Um, so I started to build awareness around my triggers and what was triggering me to emotionally eat. I started to learn about the foods I was putting in my body, that sugar would lower my vibration and give me more cravings and that it was 10 times more addictive than cocaine. As, as I started to learn all of these things and how it was messing up my digestive system and making me tired and all of these things and just every ounce of information I learned, it was just like fulfillment and empowering. And I'm like, wow, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. It's not me. It's not because they don't have willpower. It's literally because all these systems have been designed against me to make me fail and become addicted and make them a lot of money and make me sick so that they make a lot of money off of me. And when I realized all that, it was like the most empowering, angering, emotional, like wake up ever, because you really start to realize how much of it was set up a certain way, but then you realize, wow, I have the power to heal on such a deep level. And I I know I can heal. And so I like went through physical healing and changed my nutrition and started working on my gut and hormones. And then I went through the emotional healing, which was really the unworthiness, the void that I had created, the need to people please, the chasing perfection and validation and chasing the weight that I would never be and healing that and learning how to love and accept my body. And then my intuition lit up and that was scary at first. Honestly, I was like, I don't know if I want to feel this. And so there was temptation to suppress it with more um, emotional eating behavior, but I didn't. And then, yeah, the intuition and the spiritual gifts came in and it was this whole evolution of the journey that was just inspiring. And I thought if I struggle with this, the way that I did, how many women are struggling, maybe less intensively, the same or more intensively than me. And if the female population, you know, 80 to 90% is struggling with body image, dysmorphia issues, and some form of emotional relationship with food. Like I got a lot of light to hold, you know, and that's what really got me into this work is there's so much suffering that is unnecessary, but we've just been so conditioned, um, you know, about the external and being a people pleaser and needing to make everyone happy and, and making ourselves the last on our priority list. And it has a significant impact Mm -hmm. on every level of our well being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a very similar story to you. I worked in the health and fitness world, um, for a very long time before I, um, started my own business. I even have, a, a minor in nutrition as well. I was like, that was like the first piece. And then I went into the mm. gym free and I'm like, Oh, interesting. And then I like went to this one shaman and he goes, do you know how powerful of like a healer you are? Like, and it was like on this journey of like discovering who, who I am. And I remember, yeah, you know, being at the pool, being younger and like holding, you know, all this, all these things, even though I didn't have a whole lot of, um, external weight, there was a weight that I was carrying inside, Mm -hmm. right. In my spirit and in my soul. And, um, he like mapped out this journey and he goes, do you know why you were so drawn to, um, the supplementation? And I did Advocare when I was 18. Um, 
supplement company. Um, and then why I went into the gym industry and all these different things. And he goes, it's because that is your first, or that was, that's your first like insight to healing. Mm. People are going into the gym to like fix something or to heal something or whatever, you know, wherever they, they were. And I just had this like, Oh, let's, you know, let's cleanse your body and do all these things, you know, way back in the day. And then as I started to kind of um, move through and, and love on not work on, but love on myself, all my gifts like blew open as well. Mm. So yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. We come here to wake back up to who we really are. Right. And come home to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love the work that you're doing in the, in the world. So how can people connect with you? And I just hope that, you know, we're both shining a light on this podcast to really like, I think here's what I see. I see that a lot of people do a bunch of the outside things, but they Mm. are the one thing. Mm-hmm. Like the food or the working out is like the last thing, or yeah. some people really start there. So I see two sides of the same coin, but it just like flipped over. Right. Yeah. So you could go on your spiritual path and then it's like, then you're still like ignoring yourself. And I, I've been on both sides of the journey where, you know, worked out all day long and restricted myself and didn't eat meat for two years and all these different things. Like I've been on that side of the coin. And then I've been on the coin of focusing on meditation and raising my vibration and all of these things and not working out and not taking care of myself in that, in that mm-hmm. way. So there is, there is a balance to, mm-hmm. to both, yeah. of, both of the, the energies here that I'm talking about, but I forgot what I was just saying. Um, yeah, the flip side of it, of like the people that use that as the last piece, like, why would you want to make yourself? That's what I always used to ask myself. I'm like, but I could see it consciously. Like I was so open and I could see, why are you putting yourself last here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to put, make themselves a priority because of the way they were brought up. So a lot of people are brought up that um, taking care of yourself is selfish. You got to take care of everyone else. So again, we're, we're implanted with all these negative thoughts and beliefs and programming from our family, our friends, from society. Um, and then we don't want to upset people. We become people pleasers, which is led from insecurity, right. And unworthiness. And then we're putting ourselves lost on the priority list. And we feel guilty trying to make ourselves priority because we have our comfort zones backwards. And that's why addressing unworthiness and people pleasing tendencies and the proving and the, the chasing validation are so important, but a lot of people fear or don't look at that because they know they're going to have to have difficult conversations. They're going to have to set boundaries. They're going to have to learn how to say no, and they don't want anyone to abandon them. And there's a lot of fear and, you know, different emotions around that or fear of judgment, or if I step into my power, is my family going to judge me? And so, um, I think that's why people try to go the testings, take some foods and supplement changes route, um, or get into the gym first is because there's a dance around this, the deeper work. That's really going to make the most significant impact on the healing. However, the, the emotional healing, the changing the subconscious mind, like all of that ego shadow work is the biggest part because your behaviors are being dictated by the ego, by the ego, having control, the, the behaviors are being dictated by the unworthiness and the fear and insecurity leading you. So if you can shift that to worthiness and trust and confidence leading you, 
mm-hmm. you're going to know that setting boundaries is healthy for me. And it feels good when I do that, because then I have more time for myself that you're not going to worry what anyone thinks. And you're going to know people will support me in my changes, even if they get triggered or it feels uncomfortable for them, that's their stuff. And then you learn detachment. So that's the beauty of it is yes, there's discomfort, but it's always well worth it. And you don't regret taking your power back and dealing with those, you know, I, and the last thing I'll add to that is we've been conditioned quick fix. You can order something from Amazon and it comes the next day. So people don't want to spend the time that the, the weeks, months, and years to fully unravel these behaviors, because you can just go and buy something and, you know, take it or eat it or do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we expect the results now. And so that's why we have to be patient because you can't do it like that with the deeper healing, but it's worth it. You really are rebuilding your relationship with yourself. And that's like, you're, I see everything as a spirit. So I, I tell people like, you've got a spirit that governs your mind, right. Mm -hmm. And your emotions and, and, you know, your physical body and all these different things. And you're just coming, when you come home, you're like, okay, I'm going to face myself. I'm going to stand in front of myself in the mirror for probably the first time in a very long time, because I've been looking outside Mm. and coming back in, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been ignoring you, but yeah, I love you at the exact same time. So it's really that 80% internal and then 20% what Mm -hmm. you do outside. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. So Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. Is there anything else that your soul wants to just share with the world and how people can find you? I know that you have a podcast as well. That's very informative. Yeah. Thank you. I think honestly, the biggest thing is like, try to not judge yourself for the sabotage or where you are on your journey. Like everyone's where they're divinely supposed to be. And just know you always have a choice to start making changes at any time and, and try to forgive yourself and let go so you can move forward and and heal. And people can find me on my podcast, which is the no sugar coding podcast available everywhere. Um, my website is amberapproved.ca. So if anyone wants to learn more about my approach or reach out, you can do so there. I do also offer to connect for 30 minutes, or you can find me on Instagram at Amber Romaniuk, R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K. And that's my handle. And I'm happy to chat with you in the DMS there. And you can check out all my content too amazing yay thank you and i'll put all your information in the show notes so people can come play and uh, just see what you're up to so thank you so much for being here on the podcast today